Hi, it's Chris Watkin here, and I'm joined by the wonderful Laura Howie, who is an estate agent from North Yorkshire. Thanks for joining me today. Absolute pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Um, Laura, I'd like to talk to you about your journey as an estate agent, why you used to work for an estate agent, became an IFA, then went back in and started your own estate agency, the trials and tribulations of, of being an agent, um, and how data um, and the use of data in your estate agency is really, really important to help you grow your agency. Is, is that okay to have a chat about all that? Yes, Beautiful. Okay. Right, so, you left school. What year did you leave school? Um, I can't remember. <laughs> It's <laughs> that long ago. Um, actually, I honestly can't. 91? 91, yeah. okay. And um, what did you, did you go to college after that or uni or something? Yeah, I attempted college twice okay. um, and it didn't work out Why very not? well for me. I don't know, I just didn't have that kind of, I was over academic, so I just, uh, yeah, I didn't have a lot of interest or a lot of drive to, for exams and schoolwork. And, um, what were you into as a teenager? Um, tennis. Okay. Boys going out. It's got to be done, hasn't it? We've all been there, have not we? to be done, yeah. True, yeah. right. So when did you settle down? When did you not settle down in terms of but actually get a proper job? So um, I was 19 and I was working in a nightclub and I suddenly had a bit of a light bulb moment of there has to be more to life than this and I applied for a job with um, Nationwide Building Society. Okay. I wrote them a long essay as to why they should employ someone who works behind a bar in a nightclub as, a, <laughs> as someone who should work in a, in a building society. I didn't even get an interview. And then um, about a month later, I got a call from Nationwide and they said, do you want to take a psychometric test? Um, we've got a vacancy. Do you want to apply? So I said, yep, did the test. And they were like, you've passed it at quite a high level. Um, do, do you want to come and do a six month maternity leave? And I did that. Within 18 months, I was a mortgage advisor, CMAP qualified. You enjoy it? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. So this was late 90s? Yeah. Okay. Going in the early 20s? Yeah. CMAT qualified. Yeah. Uh, market was reasonably okay then. Yeah. Wasn't brilliant, but it was yeah, okay. It was okay. Yeah. Okay. Did you think you'd be a, a mortgage arranger for the rest of your life if you'd ask, if I'd asked you that? Absolutely not. There's nothing that I think I'll do for the rest of my life. So I go through my life as a permanent process of evolution. So whenever I get to a point with something, I think, okay, what's next? It's always for me. What's next? What's is, next? Is that shiny object syndrome? Can be. Can be. I, I wouldn't like to say that it's um, it isn't. Where do you get that from? Your mum or your dad? Probably my mum. Okay. Because I think if memory says well before we switch the cameras on is is that uh, your your father was an engineer, wasn't he? So, yeah, a civil engineer. So did he move around the globe all the time? Though? Yeah. So he worked in the Middle East when I was a baby, which is why we moved from north to south in the first place. And um, and when he came back from the Middle East, we just stayed in the south because that's where the the money is for road building and bridge building. So. But in terms of that shiny object syndrome mm. or whatever you want to call it, is that from your dad or your mum? Definitely my mum, I would say. And she's very, she's very driven. Um, at 42, my mum qualified as an um, ODP, which is an operating department practitioner. She went to university and she was told she had amount to nothing. And she, um, 
and and she worked as a secretary for years and wanted to be a nurse and told she couldn't do it and then yeah so where does your mum get that drive from then I, I really don't know probably my grandfather I would say he worked in the city in fact he was one of the first developers of computer systems in the in the 1970s they even flew into Bermuda for three years to live there and the law firm that he worked for was was huge worked on Canary Wharf and um, you know, he was before computers were even a thing. He was working on them. So, so what made you go from being a mortgage arranger? I mean, you you were a mortgage arranger for about four or five years. Yeah. But by then, you decided to have some children. I did. So I went from I went in between that I went to Santander well Abbey it was at the time okay. um, because Nationwide said I hadn't worked as a mortgage advisor long enough to set my financial planning exams and Abbey National had a different opinion on the situation so I moved and went there um, and I qualified as a financial advisor and I was had my own mortgage mandate and everything this is all at 21 um, so I was one of the youngest qualified financial advisors at Abbey at the time um, doing pensions, investments, and mortgages at twenty-one, um, and uh, yeah, and then I had a family. Did you did you see the your age as an advantage or a disadvantage? A disadvantage, um, but the way that um, Abby worked was over the phone, so I did remote financial advising. So it was really good because people couldn't see me, so I didn't know how old I was, and it wasn't really appropriate to you wouldn't ask someone over the phone or. We should ask a lady your age anyway, should you? <laughs> no, how old are you? No, they wouldn't ask. So it was it was a huge advantage. The just it just was circumstances okay. happened that I worked that way. So. When did you get married? Um, 2002. 2002, and you had children almost straight away? I had one before and one after. Oh, very good. So it's all the rage nowadays. <laughs> yeah, all the rage. Got to yeah. make sure, practice, make sure it works, aren't you? Yeah. Okay, so you had a few years off. Um, yeah. Did you enjoy your time off? Yeah, I do. It, it's a difficult one because as a as a parent, you struggle between the the wanting to be with your children and the also wanting to be selfish and focus on yourself and have a career. So. I've spoken to a lot of mums on this sofa, yeah. and and they say that they suffer from mum guilt. Yeah. Now I know I wouldn't ask a dad that before everyone jumps down on me. Okay. Did you suffer from that? I I think you suffer from guilt as a parent, full stop, male, female, whatever. I think, and I think it's easier for mums to say that they feel guilty, but I think there's plenty of dads who do as well. And I think it's just about getting that life blend right and I think that it's it's very hard to get it right on on any level so you went back to work pretty quickly didn't you um I don't know yeah on and off I was doing bits and pieces of so work working, so. so I mean you went back to work for an estate agent for a couple of years and then yeah. went then went, got your badge back and went I think, again. Yeah, I did. I did that when my, my youngest was just starting primary school, so she was four, and um, I persuaded a friend to childmind for me so that I could feel less guilty about leaving her, and I, I went back into, and I was an IFA for a seven-branch estate agency, which was pretty much my second introduction to independent estate agency, and I shared an office with the branch manager of that agency. Did you enjoy it? 
Yeah, I really did actually. It was um, I didn't realise how independent agencies ran. I didn't I didn't really know too much about estate agency. I'd worked for one in the south doing you know Saturday Girl and things like that, but I didn't really know too much about it. And it it looked super interesting to me. It just, what just because it was just different people? I don't know. I just liked the I just liked yeah being more involved with the mortgages and the financial advice part. You're you're involved with such a limited part of the of the journey whereas the estate agent was involved with the whole journey the mortgage was just a little part of that or the financial advice was a little part of that so but then all of a sudden you decided in 2009 to up sticks and move back up to north yorkshire i did yeah with husband and kids in tow yes i did <laughs> How easy was that to move? Really difficult, actually. Um, it was a huge leap of faith, but I think were sometimes... Were your parents still there? No, my parents were in the South. And, um, yeah, I left them. And and I know it was very random. What did you just say? I, I want to... Hold on. You were going back to basically where you were born as a child. You'd hardly ever visited there. Yeah. What? You just went to Darlington one day and thought... Yeah, it was... A bit, honestly, it was a pin-in-a-map situation. I was like, right, I'm going to live in da live near Darlington because it's on the A1 north and south. I'll surely get work between Newcastle and Leeds <laughs> somewhere. And that was it. What about your husband's job? It is what it is, isn't it? He didn't... He was... He, my ex-husband... Um, wasn't ex at the time, mind you. No, yeah. he wasn't. He was an ex-husband. But my ex-husband, he he had a varied career of multiple options, so he didn't stay in one. Okay, thing so really, it didn't really matter because he'd go because he was a he, bit a bit of a um, a bit of a gypsy in terms of moving around. Yeah, a bit yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he'd gone from Nottingham to Bournemouth to okay. London in between, and I mean whatever, that's taking. So. I mean, this this fitting between jobs, but this fitting just putting a pin in the map and going up the dark. That's quite brave. Yeah, it was quite crazy, to be honest, at the time. But I just really felt like I'd grown up on the South Coast and I wanted my children to have a different experience to the one I had in childhood. And I felt the pace of life is so fast in the South. I wanted them to have a much slower pace of life growing up. And that's what I felt the North could bring them. And because I have family and I'm from the North, then I spent a lot of time there. And I saw how my cousins grew up, who were the same age as me. They grew up very differently to me and the schools were better. So it's not as if your parents are up there, but aunts and uncles. And yeah, 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 yeah. So I have family. That's where I want to, that's where I want to. Yeah, I don't know why I did it, to be honest. It was, it just seemed like, you know, okay. sometimes again, these things in life just seem like, okay, that's what I need to do now. Because this doesn't seem the normal thought pattern of a normal estate agent. No, it doesn't. No, it no, doesn't. no. So you set up an estate agency in 2009, yeah. the worst housing market for a generation. Yes. Are you some kind of crazy lady? <laughs> yes. Yeah, did you set up by yourself? No, I didn't. I had a business partner. So the um, estate agent that I'd gone to work for as an IFA, which had seven branches, and I covered... Oh, all so you went up there to actually work? Yeah, well, I didn't go there to work. I happened to meet an estate agent during a, a, a random meeting, and, and um, that estate agent said to me, we're looking for a mortgage advisor. Do you fancy it? I was like, yeah, okay then. And I hadn't uh, mortgage advised for a few years at that time, so I went and resat all of my financial planning exams because I thought, well, I need to make sure I'm up to date. I hadn't done it for a few years. And I just went and worked for them. Recession hit. 
they were like, right, we're going to close. I think it got, you know, I, I'd heard rumours in the office. I shared an office with one of the directors. I knew it was on, on its way out kind of thing. Um, one of the managers of one of their offices I became friendly with and we had a conversation and I said to her, look, serious conversation. This this situation isn't going to last much longer for you. Do you fancy setting up our own agency? And she was like, yeah. Let's do it. How long have you known this other manager? Um, 18 months. Okay. You knew her pretty well. Yeah, I knew her. And, and to be honest, that was where it was her too. So she, she managed two branches. She was only 22 at the time. And she managed two branches. And they were, they were the two branches that brought me my most leads. So I thought, well, if we base ourselves where one of those branches was, which is where my office still is today, mm -hmm. um, that was where I felt would be my, my best opportunity. Were you scared about setting up your own agency? No. And again, where, why weren't you scared? Because I, I think if you're offering, it doesn't matter how many people there are in the market, it doesn't matter how many people are doing what they're doing, if you believe in something and you do it well, there will always be enough work for you and everybody else. So I, I wasn't concerned because I think, well, I'll just go and do the job that I think I should do. I had in my head a vision of how I wanted an estate agent to be. Didn't know that much about doing it. Okay. Um, what was that vision? Describe to me that vision. The vision was to just give people a better experience. So if my gran was putting her house on the market or my mum or my auntie, what, how would I want them treated? What experience would I want them to have? And that is the experience that I want my clients to have. And that is the experience that, that I give them. So how was it with you know obviously the housing yeah. market went belly up oh nine ten but mm. things came back 11 12 <laughs> although darlington was a bit later on it you was. counted durham so you're more 13 14 before yeah. you started to kick on again. yeah 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 and we had that little blip in 15 as well i can remember it well um what um everything going okay yeah it's going really well it's um yeah it's been it's it's busy and it's good and we've carved out a real niche where we are so my vision has gone from strength to strength and I've kind of spent I've spent kind of the first half of my time with the business learning the state agency learning about you know I've done my property mark qualifications and learning about what is the industry the people in it getting involved in in the industry and then I thought right this is now time for me to really set aside how how I want to do it what do I want from my business in this industry and what do I see for the future of my business when did you first come across Mark Burgess? I, it was a, a few years ago. I stumbled across a YouTube video, which I now think was probably a targeted <laughs> YouTube video. So I think this was content marketing at its best. And I was, I'm always on the internet late at night looking for new ways of doing things and, and absorbing content from other people, you know, American agents, yeah. Australian agents, whatever. Where, where, does that, where does that thirst come from? I don't know. Because most estate agents aren't like that. Are they not? No, I, 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 I'm. All they want to do is talk about their market share and how awesome they are. I, I'm not. I'm not in for market share. I don't. Couldn't care less about market share. I don't know. You what, know. What, what do you like about the agency? Is it the relationships? The relationships. It's a journey. For me, it's a journey. For me, it's about. I, I've got clients that I'm now working for the seventh, eighth member of their family. Who, who I'm their estate agent and I'm the person that they ring up when something's happening. My, my auntie's having a nightmare selling a house. Where's the house in Norwich? Can you, can you talk her through it? 
um, even I, I go to a Buddhist centre as well. And the, the monk at the Buddhist centre, he said, can you ring my mum and talk to her? She's trying to move from Cotswolds to Cornwall. Absolutely nothing to do with my area. No financial benefit to me at all. I don't, that's not what I'm there for. It's, it's just about, I've created these relationships with people. And it's the relationships. That's all I'm bothered about. But isn't it interesting that when it comes to relationships, estate agents are almost very transactional and not relationship-based, are they? Yeah, and that, and that's the that's the bit I really struggle with in the industry because I think there is too much where, where too too many people don't care, and that's where the the reputation for estate agents has come from. Is people are disingenuous about the results that they're trying to achieve about the reasons why they're trying to achieve those results and I think that's where the lack of trust has come in the industry. Do you really think that that software and computer systems can fix human relationships? No I don't think it's about fixing them I think it's about maintaining contact that you like I'm one person and I might have 3,000 people in my database and it's about having that contact with people all the time and being able to get my message out to that many people it's just not possible people I meet people and they're going oh my god I didn't even know someone like you existed or thought that way or we could have that option for us selling our house I'm not for everyone there's plenty of people you know use the online agents or you know other traditional high street agents or whatever it doesn't it doesn't matter but it's just a way of speaking to people on such a broad spectrum that, and, and you find out the people that will connect with you. You want that connection with people who are like your tribe. You want the people who, who think like you do, who behave like you do. And it's like people like you, like you. And you really think that, you know, describe to me what the life cycle system does to keep that relationship going with those three, 4,000 people. The life cycle system is is just a phenomenal tool for for a business like mine where you're small you don't have lots of lots of people who are literally um you know hitting the phones every day and even if you did it's still not a direct message from from me so it's like i can record a video on youtube i can make some content surrounding that and i can target it out to people in my database who who they will connect with that message so it's not just like random scattergun like 15,000 leaflets in your town that's going to cost you two grand to send out. What's the point in that? I just say I'm sending out targeted messages and then I can see who's connecting with those with those messages. Who, what, who's taking in that content? Are they, are they then going and looking at other things? And, you know, I, I mean, it's like valuations come in and I'll, I'll go straight to Livesoft. So, you know, oh, Mrs. Brown, Mrs. Brown, you know, she wants to book an evaluation. I'll go straight onto Livesoft and I can nine times out of 10, they will have done an instant valuation with me within the last, normally between nine and 12 months ago, and then been put into a nurture journey and then been sent relevant content from me about the message that I want to have with them over that period of time. Because everybody says instant valuations are a waste of time. No, they're not. They're absolutely not. It's it, People need to manage their expectations as to what these things do. And an instant valuation tool is just a connection. It's like a hello in the street, see you in a little while. That's all it is. And it's about that that minute in time where you can oh they've just come across your company and then that's the door opening a little bit for you to do you think estate agents that most values go wrong that they think well it's a waste of time because yeah, yeah. it's because people people want instant gratification all the yeah. time they're not not prepared to wait 
It's like you get a, a smile from the pretty girl, but at the end of the day, you've got to work, work on it for them to actually start talking to you. Yeah, exactly. It's like you wouldn't you wouldn't walk up to someone on day one and go, we'll, we'll get married tomorrow. No. It's like you, you're asking people and you want... People are very protective over their homes. We're English people. We love our homes and that's just, just something that we do. And, you know, this is something that people have worked their whole lives for. They've committed everything. You know, they're very proud of it. And yet you want them after two minutes of meeting you or a leaflet through the door to suddenly put it into your hands and step back and let you get on with it. It's just not a thing. You've got a woman, haven't you? You have. But surely, therefore, you have to spend some time putting content in, creating yeah. it yourself. Yeah. You have to then keep an eye on it to see what leads come out yeah that must take time it, it, but that's how like that's how the system and the life cycle really helps because it it's so it depends on what you're looking for that day i can i can open life cycle and say i want to look for people who i could possibly need evaluation and i could go into life cycle and pull up a list of people and they're the people that i ring so it's about using your time wisely and it does actually get you the the needs you need yeah they're already sat in there so, so it's got my database of, say, 3,000 people or how many people, and it will tell me I can filter out who's got a house to sell. Then I can look at those people. It will rank them in order of, you know, who's, who's um, interacted with me the most and how long, how long ago and how they first came across me. I can, you have that so much background on these people. Um, someone actually said to me today that they see Lifecycle as half the price of an inadequate negotiator but actually he's a superb negotiator <laughs> exactly yeah is, is that yeah I, w I would say i think we're at a pivotal point in history i think you're looking at so it started to me with the online agents coming in and everyone was like oh this is you know this is revolutionary and then um and then we had you know right move and people move from newspaper advertising to that kind of internet advertising and now people want a way out of right move this is the way out direct marketing speaking to your town and your people directly you don't need portals I, like I, i'm moving further and further away from the portals and it's like all this like you know how many you want and let's go on another one what why are you on multiple portals? why are you why are you feeding someone else's database i want all my data in my and then i can look at it and i can do stuff with it and that is what's going to give my business value i mean what would your message be to any estate agent considering life cycle because I mean you know it's not inexpensive ring me <laughs> ring so. me they, they can have a chat with me anytime about my experience with it I've been with life cycle since its inception I I wouldn't be without it um, it it's it's a CRM it's 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 been the answer I mean there is no silver bullet that is the thing as a lot of estate agents want something that's just gonna work for them and do everything for them it doesn't do that you have to feed it you have to put things into it you have to create journeys but once you've done all that it's it's amazing i mean if you don't mind me saying i know your business partner left you left each other um about a year ago would yeah. it be fair to say that if it wasn't for life cycle you probably still wouldn't be in business today yeah potentially <laughs> Because if you think about it, you've lost yeah. one of your business partners, yeah. but at the end of the day, you can still run because you've got a great database. The, the database is, is by far, it, it, seems to, it seems to have a life of its own, the database, and it just seems to function on and do anything. And, and like I say, it's it, it amazing the amount of times the phone will ring and someone's already in the database. You know, it's, it's more times than not. Play the long game, feed it full of great content, yeah. tickle them, nurture them, and eventually they'll come out the other end. Yeah, and then, and then even then, once they've bought a house, 
um, or sold a house through you and somebody else goes, the new buyer goes into the database, you've then got more people in your database and they're then being nurtured. So as a new buyer, they're being, so on the, oh God, they've been in 18 months. I was meant to ring them six months ago to see how their first year's been in their new house, but I forgot because I was busy doing X, Y, Z or just didn't even think about it at all. They've already had an email six months ago saying yeah. everything that you wanted to say or you could send them a video or you can the only limit with life cycle is your imagination it can do and deliver whatever you want it to you just have to put it in there and tell it where to go put the time and the effort in yeah. feed it and she yeah. knows yeah laura thank you for your time today Pleasure. as i've said before i've not been paid a penny by life cycle or mark or anyone from the life cycle organization for this for this series of videos it's just that a hell of a lot of my clients use life cycle and love it to bit love it to bits they're even evangelical and cult-like about it <laughs> uh, and i just wanted to just find out in my from, from my own ears why people loved it so much um i am a huge fan of it it's not for everyone it isn't for everyone uh, it does take time and effort to do so if you're sort of a state agent who likes checkbook estate agency you just can't write a check and it works you have to put the time and effort in as well you do it, it, but it's the future it is the future and i think you know it's it's a moment in history people will look back at this time and think what where did i go wrong because the agents that are doing it now and the agents that look back on it in five years are going to be in very different places thank you for your time today Laura. thank you